church back and forth between Denise. And we had, and both of us, we, we promised each other. He, he said, I'm gonna learn some English. And I said, I'm gonna learn some Spanish. And I doubt either one of us had. But, um, but it was so hard for us um, to do that, uh, to try to have that conversation. And, and we so much wanted to. And, and so that was, but it, it didn't matter because we got to share. Uh, the last thing real quick is uh, we got to share in their lives. And so one of the evenings, uh, I mean, they, they cooked for us and it wasn't just tacos and enchiladas. It was, we had sushi one night and fish tacos one night. And, and um, But one night was a birthday party. And I, I'm so sorry I didn't get the slide to Randy because we had a great birthday party with one of the little girls named Anna from a different house. Uh, but she came over and we all celebrated. And one of the things I did not, I was not aware is when she walked up, when uh, Anna walked into the house, Alfredo went to her and grabbed her and hugged her and began singing this song called Las Mañanitas. And it's, it's, it's what they sing. They sing Happy Birthday, but they also sing Las Mañanitas. Am I saying that right? Uh, and, and it about made me cry because uh, it's a very touching song, a song from David, supposedly, um, that, that um, is about just what a special day this is and the special day it is for her. And, he's, and he sang it softly to her while he's hugging her. And so she just um, stood there and smiled. And then we all sang it to her a little bit later with the, with the birthday cake. But it's such a touching part. And we got to see just this little glimpse of a completely other culture and the, the things that are important to them and, and they let us in, they let us into their lives and see that. And so uh, I, I'll never forget that moment. And I came home and immediately tried to learn Las Montanitas. So, uh, my Spanish is not good, but um, uh, that's one of the best parts is uh, it, we are immersed in every way. And so then in 2019, go ahead and go to the next slide, we began, we took another team down, we started working on a house for Nico and Andrea, and Andrea is part of the family that Rob was just talking about. Nico grew up in the church since he was a little kid. He helped us on all of our previous building projects. Uh, we have pictures of him up on roofs, and, you know, he's like six years old, and, you know, helping put our roof on. So it's just fun to be able to go back and bless them and, and uh, go ahead and go to the next slide and begin to uh, uh, build with them. And, and uh, that was a fun year. Kent got to go with us that year, and a few others got to go. And uh, so we uh, enjoyed getting back to our roots of, of house building. And um, as a part of those relationships, Gene, um, uh, who has gone to Mexico for many years, he, he was part of original groups going to the City of Children uh, before. And, uh, you know, it's just luck of the draw where we just put people in people's houses. And, but as Rob mentioned, then you just build these relationships with people. And, and to the point that, uh, I mean, Gene is now Grandpa Gene. Uh, go ahead and go to the next slide to this little cutie. Tell us about it, Gene. Well, I've, uh, I've made 10 trips in and out of now. We made seven with the uh, teenagers from the city of children. I've now made three with Randy. And I stay with the Navarros. I, I stay with them all the time. That's just my family now. So when we go, I, I know where I'm going. And I've uh, been able to develop a relationship with the whole family and probably more so with the kids because they all speak English. Uh, Denise is uh, early 30s, has her own company. Uh, 
Alfredo Jr. is an architect, a very good architect. He shows me stuff he's done, and he, he just doesn't do architectural work. He does wild architectural work. Uh, and uh, he's, he's doing some, uh, there's a lot of uh, homes built on the coast that a lot of the California people come down for the weekends and such, and he's doing a lot of, a lot of that, uh, building uh, projects for that and such. But uh, the picture you see, when we were working on the, uh, Nico and Andrea's house, Andrea is the youngest daughter of the, of the Vero family. Well, when we were building this house, we were actually were building the interior rooms, and I uh, told Andrea, I said, Andrea, we got an extra bedroom, that's for the little Nino's. Gotta have a little Nino's to go to bed. Oh, no, 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 gotta have a little Nino's. So the rest of the time, Andrea, we gotta have a little Nino's. And her dad was eating up because he had, he had no grandkids yet. Well, anyway, about a year after our last trip, Randy catches me on Sunday and said, Andrea's pregnant. <laughs> so I fired off a, a message saying, what did I tell you? So uh, about every, uh, once or twice a month, I get new baby pictures of it all the time. Uh, I stay in contact with, with uh, Denise and Andrea on a regular basis and uh, keep up with the family and such. And, uh, so uh, this is the result, and I have not got back to hold the baby yet. So I'm hoping we go this year so I can go, go visit and uh, run it in a little bit. Uh, but uh, I want to add one other thing. That, in the first set of pictures, you saw the house we were working on. That house was halfway up a mountain, literally. And we had to hike up every day. And, and he put the porta potty at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> you so, don't want it at the top. Well, <laughs> well it almost downhill. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but when we, well, when, when lumber stuff came, we actually made a chain up the hill and passed the stuff up there because you didn't want to have to carry it all the way up the hill because this, this was a significant hill. So anyway, but uh, that was the first house we built three years ago, or yeah. I guess five years yeah. ago now. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm planning on going, going to see my little baby uh, this year. Yeah, thank you, Gene. So uh, go ahead and go to the next slide. Um, uh, in uh, 2020, we weren't able to go, and uh, Larry, you guys weren't able to go, and, and everything kind of uh, ground to a halt there. We had had in mind to begin to help uh, this family. Um, they have uh, seven children, and uh, they have a small little house and a lot of construction in, in Mexico just because they can't go, you know, left and right, so they go up <laughs> with their construction. And so we had planned to help uh, this family, and the, the church continues to work, and they had uh, done some uh, work. Go ahead and go to the next uh, set of pictures. And um, so, um, so what we were able to do is work in sending funds down there to help them continue, and so there's the, the, the progress of that going up. Unfortunately, um, this is uh, Adolfo. His uh, wife passed away uh, due to COVID complications in 2020, and so um, they are really leaning into and trusting their church family and uh, uh, figuring out a plan of, of what's going to happen next with Adolfo and, and his six kids. And so it was a blessing for us uh, to be able, even from a distance, uh, to be able to help them. And then uh, what we're planning to do, if, if the Lord wills, that we can do this, uh, go to the next slide, uh, we want to build a house for this family. And uh, the church chooses who the families are going to be, and uh, they have their, their lot and their land, and so we're preparing 
uh, if we can, to go back and help this family. Uh, when Beth looked at this picture, they were with us. And you remember the two twins? That's them. They've 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 grown up a bit, and uh, and uh, so it's been fun to do that. So we're grateful for that, and uh, every single one of us who goes is grateful for this church and their generosity. So uh, let's talk about the uh, work in Nicaragua now, Larry. This is very, very dangerous. Forgive me time to talk about Nicaragua. When Randy said, when it's done, it's done, you guys better get comfortable, okay? Uh, June of 1992, I made my first trip to Nicaragua with one of my dearest friends, Kermit Brown. He was on that trip. Uh, A life-changing experience for me for some of the others that were on that trip. That was a result of a, where we were attending church that they had supported the missionary there since the early mid-70s. And a volcano had erupted, Sierra Negro, the city of Leon was covered with black ash, 12 to 18 inches deep, kind of like fine powdery snow. Kermit and I had no idea what we were getting into. We took roofs off. Give you an idea, when you traveled in 1992, our carry-on luggage was a skill saw. We put it up in the overhead with hammers, with nail pullers. Can you imagine getting on an airplane today with that? <laughs> yeah, not. 30 years ago, things were a little different. That's June, Kermit, 30th year anniversary coming up. Made a few more trips with uh, some friends helping to coordinate medical mission trips. And I met a gentleman that wanted to start a humanitarian relief in mid-1995. I met him, and his project had four aspects of making loans, helping with uh, construction some, building some. The one thing that was missing there was evangelism, and I asked, I said, Keith, you know, we need to have evangelism. Oh, that'll come in, that'll come in. And I helped, made several trips going as a great humanitarian project, but kept, okay, it's time for the evangelism. Well, Larry, you're just going to cause problems. You're going to cause a big grift between the, the primary religion in Nicaragua is Catholic. And he said, you're just going to cause a big problem between the Catholics and Protestants. And I said, well, Keith, I disagree. And so I had been going several times, and we continued to do some medical trips. Some of my dearest friends uh, that we've started in business about the same time, different businesses. We've raised our families together, vacation, dear friends, hunting trips, spent a lot of time, Bible study, me trying to convince them that I was right and they were wrong, but didn't work out too much. We, we all agreed that God loves us all, that we serve one great God. So I got Kim Bradley, Rick Bright, and Roger Lee. They finally said, okay, and they're all not very big guys, and they've got a nickname for me. And if any of you ever call me this, I'll probably punch you in the face. But they said, okay, big dummy, we're going to go along with you. All right. So they went on a trip with me. And very first thing, they said, well, Larry, where's the evangelism? I said, okay, guys, that's our project. That's what we're going to do. Uh, and God put it on Kim's heart to, to start training pastors. Let me tell you, he, knows, he doesn't know anything about training pastors. In mid-1995 or six. all it was was a passion. God said, Kim, you need to help do this. We met some people that God put in our paths uh, to help make that possible. We were still helping with the humanitarian projects some, but on a total separate, starting to, God coordinated some people in our lives to help with this training of the pastors, to help lead small churches. And third world or developing countries in Central America, 
and Randy can voice this better than I can, but many times those guys will be converted. I won't be a preacher. Well, they have no idea what that means. They can start a little church up there, and all of a sudden they, their example has been what a priest does. It's been an example to set themselves higher than everyone else to, to try and be, you know, you're going to answer to me. They did not know how to shepherd, how to disciple, how to. So that was our goal and desire to try to help do that. Long 1998 comes Hurricane Mitch. And if you watch the news during that time, it's one of the most devastating natural disasters that ever hit anywhere. Uh, in lower Honduras and northern Nicaragua, there was over 25,000 people killed within just a short period of time from mudslides, not because of the strong winds, but because of the devastating rains, uh, that the floods that happened. We talk about our rain. Man, we got two inches of rain last night. That river's running over. I mean... They had 10 feet, that's 120 inches of rain in a 48-hour period. And total devastation, mudslides, stories that, that changed the infrastructure of the country, that changed the, many of the natural farming abilities. People lost everything. They lost, we, we, we've said for years, we have a saying here, we lost the farm, they lost the farm. It washed away, it went off in the ocean somewhere. Rivers that used to be 10 feet wide, now 400 feet wide. So Kim and I were there early on when, when we, we had not started Project Hope yet at this time. They were going, we were working, doing this. The, we were encouraged by some people to say, hey, you guys probably need to start your own 501c3. Now, the four of us, let me tell you about Roger Lee, Rick Bryant, Kim Bradley, and myself. Between the four of us, we barely have enough sense to get in and out of the rain. Uh, God, and I've used many times this example of when, when Jesus took Andrew, Peter, some of these fishermen, we're fishermen. We're not educated people that, that we just had a will to serve, a passion to say, hey, somebody needs to make a difference. We will listen to you, God, and we will try, and we are nothing but try to just answer the call that you have given us. Uh, and just four ordinary guys, and I'm like Randy, we never know really what to call ourselves. Founding, we, we set up a board of directors, so now I can officially say I'm above you. I'm one of the founding directors. Project Hope, and if you ever look up on our website, you see H period, O period, P period, E period. And I'm sitting with Kim on a mountain in northern Nicaragua near the Honduras border, and we're praying. This is the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning, can't sleep because we're in a little tent, and we don't know what we're doing, and we're praying hard, and we're worshiping. And, and together, the two of him said, if we're going to do this, it's got to be God's will, and we're praying. And that acronym came to me, here, the H is here, our prayers, Emmanuel. And as I'm praying, and I hear this, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, when the voice of God speaks to you, you better listen. So that was the beginning of Project Hope. Many years later, we started people, and I have no idea why, people would follow the four of us to say, hey, we're going to help you go down there and help organize. If you want to help build some houses for people that lost everything, if you want to help uh, work, build a little preschool before and after school, uh, I'm going to fast forward real quick. We now have 47 employees in Nicaragua, a base that several of you have been to that when we can host 70 people there, not only Nicaragua and Haiti. David just got back from Haiti a few weeks ago, a few not many days ago. We were totally off the grid there. We have a solar panels that's supposed to convert the generator, and David's our genius that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But <laughs> he, he works. 
medical trips, pastor training, many, many ministries that take place through Project Hope, through your donations that help, along with hundreds, thousands. Project Hope has built over 2,500 homes for people in the country of Nicaragua. I've lost track of the number of before and after school programs, our rehab centers for that, that we work with men and women, our medical, we have a doctor on staff full-time, uh, all the many, medical, many, many ministries. The main goal, Roger Lee one of said, said, boys, we just make sure we keep the main thing the main thing, and that is proclaiming Jesus Christ. Every mission we do is worked with a local church and outreach that, that to make certain that that community, and we've literally been all over the country of Nicaragua, the, the, the guys that live there juggling say, well, Larry knows the country better than we do. Because, I mean, they, they don't, they're not afforded the vehicles to be able to travel much and all, and to work with a local church to make sure that that's an outreach. The pastor training program that, that we helped, we being East Sunshine, helped build that center once a month, 40 or 50 pastors from the small rural areas, testimonies that they give of how their lives have been changed. Some of them, their wives are saying, what have you done to my husband? You know, he's not the same man. He shows me different love. He knows how to shepherd. Knows. And so those lives are changed. The gospel is preached. That's the formation of macro view of Project Hope and how we can help to take teams down. Jeremy Stanton is going to come up here and going to talk a little bit about some of the experiences that he's had and how his life has been changed. He's going to talk more about Gabriel, our missionary that we support. And I'm so excited to hear Jeremy talk about this. Thank you, Larry. All right. Good morning, East Sunshine. My name is Jeremy Stanton. And as a part of Global Missions Sunday, I'm excited to share with you this morning about the future impact that the East Sunshine family is having in Nicaragua. But before I start in, I want to give you a little background on myself and my family. I know a lot of you here, and I'm probably related to about a third of you somehow. <laughs> but for those of you that I haven't had a chance to meet yet, I'm here today with my wife, Kelly, and my twin girls, Marin Junetta and Grace Gabrielle. And I'll let you know why I use their middle names here in just a second. So Kelly and I have served at a neighboring congregation here in Springfield for the last 20 years. And a while back, we felt moved to get out of our comfort zones and made a decision to start a new chapter in our lives. And for the last several months, we've had the honor of worshiping here with you all. And I want to thank each of you from the bottom of my heart for the love and kindness that you shared with us. So middle names. Kelly and I chose to use our girls' middle names to honor two very special people that we love and respect. Marin Junetta. Junetta was my grandma's name, a wonderful person who cared for everyone all the time, a true servant of God. And Grace Gabrielle, Gabrielle Rivera, he is a good friend of mine, a servant of God, and a true servant leader who has made a great impact on my life and with your help and support is making a huge impact in Nicaragua today. So Gabrielle is the minister in Nicaragua, of course, that East Sunshine supports as a part of Global Missions. And today I want to share a little bit about Gabrielle 
through the lens of our friendship over the last 15 years. In 2006, Larry White asked me a question. He asked me if I wanted to go on a trip to Nicaragua and build some houses. And I'm always up for a good adventure, so of course I said yes. And little did I know that one moment, that one decision would change my life forever. So while I was making that decision, Gabrielle was in Nicaragua making his own decision to serve with Project Hope and help the incoming building team that I was on. It was on that trip in 2006 where our journey began. We were a little younger then. <laughs> and I know many of you have been on mission trips before where you don't speak the native language. Well, this was definitely true for both of us on this trip. At that time, he didn't speak any English, and I didn't speak any Spanish. But somehow, over the course of our first week together, we overcame that language barrier. We laughed together, we cried together, and we served alongside each other and developed a friendship that would affect both of us and our families far more than we ever imagined. So for all of the following years that I've been able to go to Nicaragua, Gabrielle has made a point to be there with me. And over those years, I've watched him grow so much in his faith and passion for serving the Lord. He married Cruz, and together they make an excellent team. This one always gets me. A little over 10 years ago, they added this guy to their team named him Jeremy. And this was the first time I got to see him. And now he's grown up quite a bit. And then they added these two guys, Santiago and little Gabrielle. A truly wonderful, wonderful family. And we're going to hear from them here in just a second. So last year, you all here at East Sunshine had a special offering and generously raised enough money to purchase Gabrielle a new truck. And it's already been put to very good use. And I have a message from Gabrielle and his family thanking you all for your generosity. Let's watch that. Hello, brother. God bless you. I'm Gabriel Rivera. I am the preacher here in Nicaragua, in Church of Christ here in Matiare. This is my family and my Hello. brother, my dear brother, Larry <laughs> and Janet. Yeah, she's Jeremy. Jeremy, Santiago, Cruz, my beautiful wife, and the little baby, Gabriel. This is uh, just I want to say thank you. Thank you for this uh, tool, this uh, blessing, this truck. Thank you for your prayer. Gracias, hermanos. God bless you all. Gracias. Hello. Gracias. All right. So it's usually pretty sunny in Nicaragua. And while I'm there, I usually like to take a moment and work on my tan. But Gabrielle, on the other hand, is one of the hardest working people I know. If I ever see him without a wheelbarrow or a hammer in his hand, it's because he stopped to share God's word with someone from the local community. He never stops working. He never stops serving. But that's Gabrielle, always serving God wherever he is. What a great example. So the first English I ever remember Gabrielle speaking was this phrase, in this moment. He would say, in this moment, and then he would try to describe how he was feeling or what decisions he was facing. 
I think that's one of the things that intrigued me about him the most. While I was always worrying about the future, he was living in that moment, worrying about the real decisions he needed to make right then that would actually impact the future. Now, he can dream with the best of them, don't get me wrong, but he always reels it back into that moment and focuses on today's decisions that will impact the future. Now, last week, we watched a short video of the new church in Nicaragua where Gabrielle and his family are serving the community of Dios Prove. And it's an amazing blessing that overcame so many obstacles. And it all started with a dream that was reeled back into a moment, a moment that a decision was made and laid before God. And a little while later, a piece of property was identified. And a group of people got together and decided in that moment to join arms and pray about it. The dream progressed and the land was purchased and dedicated in 2019. And more decisions were made. Some people decided to pray. Some people decided to serve. And some people decided to give. And the work began. And then a pandemic hit. And we couldn't send teams to build. But that didn't stop them. The work continued. And Gabrielle and the community worked relentlessly day after day after day. And praise God, it was completed this year. Many lives have already been impacted, but the work and impact are just beginning. Along with this church, there's also a school, which wasn't finished at the time of this picture, but now it is. And it will soon be filled with children from the community who will have an opportunity to further their education and also learn about Jesus. What an amazing impact your prayers, your service, and your support are having on this community. The youth group here at East Sunshine recently made a decision to send a team to Nicaragua this summer, where they'll be working with this community on a building project and doing a VBS. And I'm so excited for this decision and the impact it will have on everyone involved. And while we were there in January, uh, we had the pleasure of meeting their youth group, and they're really looking forward to working alongside you. And I have a message here from them that we recorded while we were there. Let's watch. I am here on the footsteps of this beautiful building at Dios Purvey. What a blessing it is to be here with this group of young people. I'm going to let Brother Aiton, who is the youth pastor of this church, talk a little bit about the program and how much we're looking forward to being here in the summer. Hi, once again, this is Aiton. I'm the youth minister here at the uh, Church of Christ in Manteara, Nicaragua. Um, here is my uh, the youth ministry out here, and uh, we're looking forward to you know meeting you all, working with you all. Um, having a good time, but most of all, you just want to, you know, praise God, have a lot of singing, have a lot of praying, and we can wait. So we just want to say thank you once again for keeping us in your prayers and also keeping us in your plans. And let me tell you something here. Three years ago, this was bare ground. This building is complete. None of these young people attended this place to be led by the Spirit through Brother Aiton. Today, look at this group. 15 or 17 young people are being a uh, affected by the word of God because of what he had us do. So once again, we just want to say thank you. Gracias. 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 <laughs> so I can go on for days about the impact your decisions are having on global missions. But for today, I want to reel it in. I want you to truly be present with me in this moment right now. 
In this last clip, when you hear the singing begin, I want you to focus on the voices that are praising God. These are the voices of the people that you are impacting. is truly amazing. Amen? Like I said, I can go on forever. And if you'd like to hear more stories, please feel free to connect with me later. I can't say thank you enough for your continued support of Global Missions here at East Sunshine. I hope to have shed some light from my firsthand perspective of the tremendous impact you're having on these global mission efforts. And I cannot wait to see what God has in store for the future. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Larry. I'm going to go ahead and invite the praise team to go ahead and come up. And if you would stand, I'm going to lead us in prayer. And then during this song, as we begin to get ready for communion together, uh, our elders are going to be up front here. Uh, and so if you would like someone to pray with you uh, during this time, we would invite you to come down and uh, be praying for our brothers and sisters um, in, in, in Nicaragua and Mexico and giving God glory for his goodness and the difference that we are making. Let's pray together. Father, we do pause in this moment to recognize that, that you are here, that you are with us. Your presence goes before us. Your presence comes behind us. It surrounds us. There is no place that we can go and escape from your presence. And this is a good thing that we praise you for and we're grateful for. You are a God who says go, and we are people who try to follow that. But before you said go, you were the God who came. You came into this world. You lived among us. You gave us of yourself. And so we, because of the grace that we've received, we delight in in your goodness, in your glory, in praising you and offering our lives to you. And we do this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Just as I